from San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa, from coast to coast and around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858 876 5663. That's 858-876-5663. Today's show is all about opening your heart to your spouse, giving them a chance to earn your love back after you've been hurt. It's a big topic. And it's one that we hear from a lot because we get a lot of emails, uh, coaching clients who are in crisis. Yeah. And, you know, we're very easy at hurting. It's very easy to hurt the ones you love. And we're going to talk today about how you open up your heart again. How do you work through that when those pain and that pain is still there? And I want to share with you uh, this quote from author Michelle Maddow. She wrote a book called Remembrance. And just listen to the power in these words as these two characters are talking. Character says, we have this second chance and we can't throw it away. Besides, you were the one who said we're not exactly the same as we were back then. If we're not the same, then things can turn out differently. Hmm. That was awesome. I mean, when I first read this, I, I was blown away by the idea because how often do we say, well, you're not the same person that I fell in love with or, you know, we're not the same, you know, we're not the same people we were back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've said that to we, one another. Oh, heck yeah, we have. So why can't things turn out differently? What's holding you back from that? And I want to share, I want to share this hug that we got. It was actually from a coaching client and um, they they've had infidelity in their marriage um, and are working on rebuilding. And, and it's very much what we're talking about today. And she said, we're going through a very difficult time in our marriage. I heard one of your podcasts where Tony suggested writing down all the things you love about your spouse as a way of investing yourself in your marriage. As hard as it was to change my mindset, I did not let it stop me. Okay. I just have to stop right there before I continue this she acknowledged that this is not an easy thing to do, but she didn't let it stop her. She continued to move forward in her marriage. She said, my husband's 40th birthday is on the horizon. So I wrote 40 things that I love about him. I gave him the letter with no expectation. Hmm. Oh, just a gift, purely a gift. Shortly thereafter, we had a heated argument. In the middle of it, he says he has something to give me. And then in parentheses, she puts, I'm freaking out at this point. Sure. Because, you yeah. know, they've been on the brink of divorce. So mm-hmm. in the middle of a heated argument, it's, it's a frightening moment when somebody says, I've got something to give you. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker, though. He gives her his own 40 things I love about you letter. His gift, she says, completely diffused our argument. I've read it several times, and the lesson is that love is a verb. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the suggestion. I thank God for opening my heart enough to listen and act in love. And just 
you know, so that, you know, I mentioned at the very top of this email that they've had infidelity in our marriage. Her husband cheated on her. Mm -hmm. She's the one that wrote the first 40 things I love about you. Right. She made a choice. She made a choice and (sighs) love is a verb. It's an action. It is something that you do. It is not something that you feel. Yeah, those butterflies when you first met, that's not love. That's not love. That's infatuation. That's hormones. That's chemicals just bouncing off the walls inside of you. And we hurt the ones we love. If any of you have been in a relationship with your husband or wife for more than 30 seconds, chances are you've hurt one another. Tony and I had an incident this week. I was going to say that that just as soon as you said that that came to the top of my head. Let, let's go into that because that that was a a hurtful time. Absolutely. For for both of us and I I think this is a a good point to to share that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going <laughs> to I didn't Sorry guys. I wasn't expecting him to throw the ball back to me like that. I thought he was going to take it and run. So, we had a a blow up with our daughter. And it, it escalated and what ended up happening was that Tony and I escalated. Right. And to the point where, you know, it's like, I, it happened of course on a Sunday morning. So, you know, we're trying to get out the door for church and, and he's like, well, let's go to church. And I said, I'm not going to church. I'm not in a, I'm not in a place where I can go. And, and I just, you know, I'm not going to put on a happy face. I don't, we've taken off our masks. I'm not prepared to go and be real with everybody in the state that I'm in. And the kids are in no mood to go to church. And so you go if you want to go, but I'm staying home. Mm-hmm. And so he left. He's like, fine, I'm going. I, I need to go. And I said, great. And so he came home a couple hours later. I never made it to church. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, I never made it to church. I just ended up driving to the coast. Okay. And, and, and See, that was, that, 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 was that was my church. Okay. I just listened to my music and had the windows down and I was just praying to God for, oh, good three hours. And so Tony comes home three plus hours later and he's just silent the rest of the day. Just, I'm like, wow, we don't typically do the silent treatment, but I guess this is what's going on here. And, you know, it's just kind of uncomfortable and awkward. And we go to bed that night and it's still uncomfortable and awkward. And then Monday you know, kids are at school. We're getting ready to jump back into one extraordinary marriage and do what we got to do. And he starts talking to me about a project that we're working on. And I just looked at him and said, we haven't resolved anything. I can't even think about working on projects if we haven't resolved what's going on between the two of us. Because I, I, I'm like, my brain is still not engaged and we've got work to do. It's stuck in the, we haven't fixed what's going on with you and me. And so we, I mean, it, it then escalated again because we had to really air out those feelings, take off our masks and get real with one another. And, and I will tell you, it was not comfortable. It wasn't. So when we tell you guys to have a state of the marriage conversation, we know it's not always going to go, you know, peaches and cream and, you know, fluffy clouds and, you know, sparkly unicorns and all that kind of good stuff. Sometimes it's hard and it's ugly and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? You come out on the other side and you start working about it and you start putting in those protections 
and those, those reinforcements into your relationship mm-hmm. because you, you can't just sweep it under the rug because it becomes that ginormous elephant that everybody has to walk around and that feels lousy because the kids know what's going on. Oh, yeah. You know, your friends know that something's up. Two of you are like, you know, two chess or pieces on a chessboard, you know, trying to not intersect with one another. Right. And so how do you fix it? What do you do? And we had actually, when, because we schedule out our podcasts and things like that, we'd actually planned uh, the catalyst for the show was originally this movie that Abby wanted to watch. She got to pick the movie. So we're on Amazon prime, um, which is our movie television source. Yeah. We don't have cable. So we, we watch all of our stuff and most of our stuff right there through Amazon prime, which is, which is fantastic. So we do a bunch of our shopping there and I just want to put a plug in real quick. If you do shop Amazon, if you're a prime member, if you're going there to pick up a sexy board game or condoms or Uber lube or whatever you may want to use in your marriage bed, you can support One Extraordinary Marriage. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon. And for everything you purchase, we get a little affiliate commission. Doesn't so, cost you anything extra? Doesn't cost you anything extra. You're doing your same thing at Amazon. We just get a little bit from it. So next time you think about getting something at Amazon, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon. And so that's what we did that night. We were there watching a movie. Abby picks up this movie called Heaven's Door. And you know, we're like, okay, what is this about? Well, this is about a couple in crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their marriage is on the brink. He has moved out. Mm-hmm. The wife is home with the, you know, in the family home with the children. And she's asked for a divorce. I should put a link to that show. I, you know what? I will, guys. I'll yeah. put a link to that show in our show notes. So if you want to check it out, it it's awesome. Keep going. So, you know, as the movie evolves, um, you learn that their hurts come from the fact that they had a miscarriage. They lost a baby and they've never dealt with that pain. Now, even though the movie is about miscarriage and the resulting pain from that, and uh, there's a lot more to it, but that's just where this couple is. You know, it could be infidelity. It could be addiction. It could be mm-hmm. pornography. You substitute whatever you want in. You have a hurt spouse mm-hmm. and, you know, a marriage that's in crisis. And at one point in time, the husband looks at his wife and says, you know, cause he's been trying, he's been like, you know, trying to be involved with the kids. And he's been trying to do this. And he finally just looks at her and he says, will you give me a chance? Will you just give me a chance to show you how much I love you? I still believe in our marriage and I want to make it work. And it's a pivotal point in the movie because she looks at him and she just pauses processing that request. And here's the thing, guys. You're all asking that of your spouses. You're all asking them to give you a chance. And, and I hear all the time, you know, whether it's emails we receive or when I'm working with coaching clients, 
how do I rebuild that trust? What do I do? Because I'm trying, I'm telling them I love them and I'm showing them and I'm trying to give them space and I'm trying to do all this kind of stuff and they're not responsive. And so right now I'm speaking to those of you that have been the one hurt. Uh When you've been the one that's hurt and you're sensing and seeing genuine remorse from your spouse, I'm going to ask you to give them a chance. We all make mistakes. If we didn't, we'd be perfect and we're not perfect. Oh, we're not perfect. You've hurt each other over the course of your marriage in some way, shape or form. And, and case in point, let's go back to the argument Elise and I had, you know, we hurt each other that day. My silent treatment, us getting in each other's faces, there was hurts that had to be rectified, that had to be talked about, that couldn't be just swept under the rug, like Elisa said. I would have liked that to have happened, but it doesn't. And no matter how good or how extraordinary you think your marriage is, there are going to come times when hurts will happen. Case in point, our Hours. We fail each other at times. We do. We hurt each other at times. We're human. We mess up. And it takes time. Healing takes time. Mm -hmm. But for those of you that have been on the receiving end of the hurt, I'm going to challenge you. We're going to talk through some specific activities that you can do. And, you know, this goes for wherever side of the equation that you're on, if you're the one that did the hurting or if you're the one that's been hurt, but you have to understand that this is a slow process. Rebuilding trust, building up that second chance so that things can turn out differently. That takes time. Yeah. And right now, if you want to pull out a piece of paper and a pen and write these down, we have eight of them that we're going to share with you. So just be ready. And if you're at a point right now where you're going, man, this is me and I need to really, I really need to grasp this. Pause the show, go grab yourself a pen and paper. And we're going to give you eight ways that you can do this. So like I said, the first one is start slowly. The second one is that you've got to commit to being honest. You've got to acknowledge that from this point on, what you say is going to be the truth. Not what you think the other person wants to hear, not what you're going to say to protect yourself or to protect them or to gloss things over. You're going to speak the truth. And, and as you start to speak the truth, what's going to happen is that you're going to take off your masks. Mm-hmm. And you hear us say this, we probably talk about taking off the masks every week. We're pretty close to, you know, it seems like there are just times where, you know, this is what's coming up because when you are living behind your masks, when you're not being authentic with your spouse, when you're not telling them, you know what, that hurt me. I feel scared when you say that. I feel disappointed in how you reacted. Whatever those feelings are. And you know what, can you make a note? We need Mm -hmm. to actually get them a feelings list again. Yes. And um, we should actually scan in the one we got for Abby. I'll have to see if we can find that. We can find one. Um, but you have to use your feelings words. You can't just say it makes me mad when you don't take out the garbage can. 
well, oh, okay, but what does, what do you really feel like? You know, it makes me mad that you, that you don't honor your commitments. It makes me mad, you know, like get specific folks. These vague things that we tend to toss around, th- those are just more masks. We're like putting up buffer zones. Like, I don't want to tell you what's really going on. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going to just live on the surface, get past the surface. Giving each other another chance is about being real. It's about extending grace to one another and acknowledging that there is hurt on both sides that needs to be healed. To that end, you need to open up your heart. And I know if you've been hurt, that opening up your heart again is terrifying. Hard. Because if you've been hurt once, you're scared it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And if you've been the one that's done the hurting, this is your opportunity to shine. It is your opportunity to realize that you have the most precious gift that another person can give you. And that is their heart. And it is a treasure Mm -hmm. that you are entrusted with to protect, to honor, to take care of. And if, if your spouse is willing to give you their heart again, don't screw it up. Don't, if, if they're extending you the grace to try again to give you that second chance so things can turn out differently, do everything in your power to treat their heart and who they are as the precious gift that it is. Because when they start to feel that value, that worth, that desire in you, it's repairing the relationship. Mm-hmm. And both of you, you have to be willing to try. Some of you are listening to this podcast right now as we're talking about all these kinds of things and your arms are crossed and you probably have your eyes down and they're probably a little furrowed going, I'm not paying attention to these guys. Some of you are doing that because your spouse asked you to listen and you're like, "Mm, fine, I'll humor you. I'll humor you, but I'm not. So for those of you that are sitting here listening with your arms crossed, uncross your arms. Mm-hmm. uncross your arms and I'm actually going to take it a step further because we did a podcast where I shared about this put your palms face up on your lap that is a gesture of openness you're not in a defensive posture anymore you have to be willing to try you've, you've given your heart to this person and yes I know that they have hurt you I- I've been on the receiving end of hurt from Tony I've given hurt to Tony but you know what? Neither one of us is going anywhere. So that means that we got to work it out. We got to be willing to try. We've got to be willing to try different strategies to make this work. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you that what we used to do 17 years ago, those strategies don't work for us anymore because we are two different people and we've learned how better to communicate with one another. I can't even imagine us arguing like we did 17 years ago. Uh, It's even less sometimes. I mean, it could be, it could be a couple of years, a few years. And those strategies that were working then don't work now. And for us right now, we're in the season of life we're in, you know, we have kids that are growing up. They're, They're in a new phase of life themselves. And, that adds to how quickly 
what we used to do and what we can do now. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able and equip ourselves with strategies that we can use as they get older because that dynamic between husband and wife changed too. You know, that's what we learned actually when this whole blow up happened, you know? So you do need to equip yourself with new strategies constantly because each stage of life is different and we're growing older too. So, you know, as you get older too, there, there are different things that happen in life that, you know, didn't happen when you met at 21, 22. With those new strategies, you have to be willing to share the scary parts. And this is, we talk about this a lot in Love Always, The Ultimate Marriage Blueprint. Um, it's part of that taking off your mask, removing the masks session. And the scary parts, those are the parts that we, um, wow, we don't want anybody to see the uglies. We don't. We don't want to let people know how much they've hurt us. We don't want to bring up our own junk. We like keeping that hidden and putting on this facade that we're, you know, we got our, we got our stuff together. If you're going to heal, if you're going to give each other a chance, those scary parts, the uglies, they have to come up to the surface. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that when Tony really laid it on the line with me earlier in the week, when we were having this discussion, he was just sharing his feelings, his raw feelings. It was scary for both of us. Because Tony, you know, usually comes across as a guy who's got it, you know, all together. And there was just some stuff that had been simmering under the surface that he hadn't been ready to bring up yet. And so this was kind of the whole, we're in a whirlwind, so we might as well bring it up now. And I don't have it all together, folks. Believe me. He, he doesn't. Please, please don't ever think I do. Um, but even as his, but what yeah. I, the point of that is saying is that even as your wife, yeah. sometimes I just look to you and I'm like, wow, you know, I mean, he always like, I, I, you know, and I'm his wife. I know him better than anybody. And I still fall into that going, you know, it's got his stuff together. And so for him to have the confidence to share that with me gave us another chance. And you also have to ask questions. It's not just a dump session. Right. <laughs> you know, where, you know, those of you that have been hurt get to just, you know, spill out on the other person and make them take the barrage of whatever you're dishing. It's a give and take. It's a conversation. You are asking questions. You are finding out what that new normal is. Because after you've been hurt, there, there are new boundaries that are going to be put into place. Hmm. What does that look like? How do you do that? Back and forth. Yeah. You know, you don't just go, well, you know, here's the line and I've drawn it and you can't cross it and don't ask me any questions. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And how does that help anybody? I, I do agree that you need you, those guardrails in your marriage. You need to know where the line is. But you also have to have a discussion on why and how that impacts the two of you. And the very last one, and this is, this is so important, is that you need to know when to seek help. If you're at a point where you're sitting there going, we can't do this by ourselves, and I will tell you, that's where we were mm-hmm. when this was all going up because we were having some issues with our daughter and Tony just looked at me before he left for that three hour drive up the coast and said, we need help. 
with her. We need someone else to, to, to be a mediator. Right. We need somebody in here so we can understand what's, what's happening. And so what did we do? We went out and sought a coach, a family coach. Just like you've probably heard once or twice on this show about coaching. We, we, I share that with you that we went and found a family coach to say, we realize that there are times we need somebody else. And those new strategies. And those new strategies and those new, those new techniques and those new words to use. And, you know, for our daughter, it was this simple little hand gesture. Two of them. Two hand gestures that we are now incorporating into our family to help control anger. N- not to control, but to, to give it expression. I don't want to say control it. Yeah, it's not it, It's it. to give expression to her anger. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, something that was very easy to incorporate, but you know what? We hadn't thought about it on our own. And it took time to even get to that point to, for her to express where she was at, for me to express where I was at. And through that, again, we, we came up with two strategies that we've been able to implement already that have been able to lower the temperature in our house. Am I going to say it's perfect? No, not yet. I mean, we're, we're still going to, we're still going to mess up, but we learned some strategies that we had not thought of that somebody else came in into our lives for that hour and said, okay, I see what's happening here. Okay. This is how we can start expressing what's going on. So we know where we're at before, you know, the floodgates get loose. And that's, that's what we offer to you through our different coaching programs. We offer that opportunity to have either Tony or myself walk alongside you to be that third party to say, huh, I'm stuck here. Like, you know, we keep banging our head up against the wall, which is what we were doing with our daughter. We're banging our head up against the wall. How do we fix this? What, what are some other options here? And you know, for the month of October guys, we're, we're committed to helping you get started with email coaching. Cause you know, and we know you're busy. You don't always have time to sit down on an hour coaching call or coordinate schedules so that you can both be in the same place to do an hour coaching call. And so we've made our email coaching available this week or this week, the month of October. So if you're ready to go deeper and break through the walls that are holding you back, if you're ready to give your spouse a chance and you just don't know how we're going to offer email coaching so you can get those questions answered on your schedule, not anybody else's your schedule. So go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash email coaching and learn what it's all about, because this could be the answer that you're looking for. And through October 31st, 2013, if you use the code, do it now, you're going to get 20% off any email coaching program. Do it now. That's action. That's giving your spouse the chance to earn your love back because you're going to work on yourself. Do you get that? Giving your spouse a chance means that you are working on yourself. They're not just having to do all the work. You're also working on being that loving open spouse again, but you got to do it now. You know, just because you listen to a podcast doesn't mean things are going to change. Creating an extraordinary marriage. Did you hear that? Creating an extraordinary marriage. That's about action. 
That's about being an involved participant in the two of you, not sitting on the sidelines, not waiting for him or her to cater to your every whim. Creating means that you are involved and active in your marriage and you start right now. You take what you've heard today and you implement it in your marriage because I know those of you listening, some of you have been thinking about that area in your marriage where you need to give your spouse a chance, where you've been controlling the relationship and you haven't been extending grace to them for something they did to hurt you. So I'm going to ask you, what's one thing that you can do this week to open the door to your heart, to give them a chance for things to turn out differently? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to end today's show how we started it with that awesome quote that Elisa read. Because I really believe that it just encompasses everything that we hope that you've gone today. So we have this second chance and we can't throw it away. Besides, you were the one who said we're not exactly the same as we were back then. If we're not the same, then things can turn out differently. You know what? They can turn out differently. I've seen marriages change. I've seen marriages come from the brink of divorce. And they've changed. And you know how they changed? They saw love as an action. They became servant lovers to each other. They took action in their lives and in their marriage. They said, enough's enough. We are going to make a difference. This week, you can change. This week, give yourself a second chance. Give your spouse a second chance. Give your marriage a second chance. Go out there. Love on each other. In action, love It's a verb. We love you guys. And we hope that you have one heck of an extraordinary week. Love you.